what vaccinations adults need and ones they don't. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about vaccines that are recommended for adults on Access Health Radio. Thanks for joining us. I'm Mike Davis, and we'd like to acknowledge the companies that support our program. Thanks to Marley Drug and Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower even than the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. That's M-A-R-L-E-Y-D-R-U-G.com. Dr. Forrest, you uh, pack in a lot of great information on each of these shows, and I know people come and go, and they might not catch an entire program. Uh, where can they get more information about these topics or uh, about your practice in Apex? Well, if they miss part of the show and they want to go back and hear it, or if they have a friend they want to hear the show, uh, they can listen to an on-demand podcast of the show at WPTF.com, and we'll also provide links to that on our landing page at AccessHealthRadio.com. And if they have questions they'd like answered on the show that are general non-emergent questions, they can email those directly to us at AccessHealthRadio at gmail.com. And they can also go to the website at accesshealthradio.com. And if they like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go uh, call us at 919-363-0190, or they can go to ACC Health. That's A-C-C-H-E-L-T-H-E-L-T. ACCHealth.com, that's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com, or call 919-363-0190. So, Dr. Forrest, we all know uh, babies, children, they all have uh, vaccinations that they need to get. Uh, but now there's also vaccines that are meant for adults. Uh, what's important for listeners to know about shots that might be good for us grown-ups? Mike, there are a lot of vaccines available now. I think that most people assume that uh, most of the vaccines out there are for children. And while that used to be the case, more and more vaccines have been developed that are actually specifically to prevent diseases in adults, especially older adults over 65. Uh, first of all, and this is probably not news to anyone, but uh, everybody needs to get a seasonal flu shot, you know, the influenza vaccine. Flu vaccine is really important for people with chronic health conditions, pregnant women and older adults. Uh, usually they're only around $30, and they're almost always covered also by insurance. And many people may have heard about the tetanus shot. Uh, every adult should get the Tdap, and that's uh, got tetanus and pertussis in it, um, once uh, if they did not receive it as an adolescent to protect against pertussis. And they also should get a booster every 10 years. In addition to that, women should get the Tdap vaccine every time they're pregnant, preferably at age 27 through 36 weeks. And if you do not know if you have had the pertussis vaccine before, you should still get the tetanus shot that includes that whoop and cough booster. Uh, and one of the examples of the Tdap vaccine is called Boostrix. Okay, so you mentioned the flu shot. You're absolutely right. I was aware of that. What are some other examples of vaccines that uh, adults should be getting? The best way to break down what's recommended is really by risk groups and age groups. So we'll go through a couple of age categories and also some high-risk uh, groups that the listeners can understand and why those are recommended. So first, we'll discuss vaccines that are recommended for younger adults. So the HPV vaccine, which protects against the human papillomavirus, uh, that's what causes most cervical cancer, also causes anal cancer and genital warts, and it's recommended for women up to age 26 years men up to age 21 years, and men ages 22 to 26 that also might be at high risk. So 
Some vaccines would be recommended for adults because of a particular job or school-related requirements, uh, health conditions, lifestyle, or even other factors. So, for example, some states require students that are entering colleges and universities to be vaccinated against certain diseases like meningitis due to the increased risk among college students that are living in, in dorms and residential housing. Good advice, Dr. Forrest. Time now for our Access Health Tip of the Week. It is really important to keep track of what immunizations you've had throughout your life. If you ever move, get a new job, start at a new college, etc., those records will often be needed for applications. Also, it is wise to keep a permanent record of all of your vaccinations as part of your personal medical record so that you don't have to get vaccine doses that you don't need, uh, especially if you've already had those. Uh, and you want to make sure also that you're staying up to date. Medical practices keep records on vaccines, but if you change practices or doctors, you need to make sure you get a copy of those immunization records because these records are often archived or destroyed after a period of 11 years. I can tell you from personal experience that having these records easily available can save you from having extra doses of vaccines that you don't need. Great advice. After the break, Dr. Forrest will discuss vaccines for older adults and other vaccines that are recommended, as well for some special circumstances. This is Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio. I'm Mike Davis with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. And we're talking about vaccines for adults. They're not just for kids anymore. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about in just a moment uh, some vaccines for older adults. Uh, just a few moments ago, Dr. Forrest, uh, you were talking about uh, some vaccines that younger adults should be concerned about. And uh, you mentioned several. Are these available on the website? Yes, I'll, I'll put a list of the vaccines uh, on the website, uh, and also we'll have, uh, I'll upload basically some notes from the show, uh, so you can sort of scroll through that if there's anything you miss or any particular vaccines you kind of want more information on. All right, that's great. Now, we talked about younger adults. What about vaccines for some older adults? Well, you know, as we get older, our immune systems tend to weaken, uh, putting us at uh, higher risk for certain diseases. Uh, so we really want to get things like the pneumococcal vaccine or pneumonia vaccines, uh, and that protects against certain strains of pneumonia. Not all types, but, but several it does. Um, so there are two types recommended. For people that have not had a pneumonia vaccine before, ideally they would get the one called the conjugate vaccine first, which is known as uh, Prevnar 13 or PCV 13. Uh, the second one, which they could wait a year and then get this second uh, pneumococcal vaccine or for pneumonia, is called PPSV23. So I just think of it as 13 first and the 23 second. And that can be administered, uh, you know, a year after the first one. Um, and so if you've received your first pneumonia vaccine prior to a couple of years ago, you likely received the 23 vaccine because the 13 wasn't available. So uh, whichever one you're missing, you need to catch up on. But if you've had neither, it probably makes sense to get the 13 first. Um, and so those are recommended for all adults over 65 years old. And for adults younger than 65, if they have chronic health conditions like severe lung disease, emphysema, that type thing. And the second one that uh, older adults definitely need to think about is the shingles vaccine or zoster vaccine. And it protects against shingles, and it recently became recommended for adults as young as 50. 
Uh, it's important to note there was an older shingles vaccine called Zostavax that is no longer recommended by the CDC uh, because, honestly, it didn't work very well. Uh, the efficacy was not that good, and the new vaccine works really well. And so the CDC is recommending that one, which is called Shingrix. Now, the problem is when they change that recommendation to make this available for people down to age 50, and they also, uh, people saw how well this works and everything, the demand was really high. So this vaccine has been in short supply since it came out. It's been on back order at our office. It's been back order at all the local pharmacies. We've told patients that they've been on waiting lists for weeks at a time uh, trying to get the Shingrix shot. Um, but if you have been waiting to get this vaccine and have not found a place to get it, um, we have found a pharmacy uh, in Apex that does carry it and has a bunch of doses called the We Care Pharmacy. Uh, and they, as of this show date, they have a good supply. So the number there is 919-620-6010. And that's if you've been wanting to get the shingles vaccine and haven't found it to be available anywhere, that We Care Pharmacy in Apex does have that available. And you can go straight to a pharmacy. You don't have to go to a doctor's office to That's get that. That's correct. You can get these vaccines uh, just at the uh, pharmacy. All right. Fantastic. Uh, what about specific medical conditions or risks that might make other adults need certain vaccines? Well, if you have a condition that weakens your normal immunity, like uh, not having a spleen, which might happen in cases like if you were in a car accident, sometimes your spleen is removed. Uh, people that have sickle cell disease a lot of times don't have a spleen. Or if you've got HIV uh, or something else that suppresses your immune system, you really need to talk with your doctor about uh, the ones in addition to those normally recommended for your age group, things like the Hib vaccine. Uh, this protects against Haemophilus, Haemophilus influenza. Um, if you're not previously vaccinated, you would need that. Pneumococcal, as we talked about before, both types of that. Uh, we mentioned earlier the meningococcal vaccine. The meningococcal vaccine, really, you only need it if you're high risk or, or exposed, like, uh, you know, college-age kids in dorms are actually a pretty high-risk group. Uh, but as you know, occasionally you'll hear about on the news a, a bad case of meningitis, and, and meningitis is really nothing to mess around with. Meningococcal meningitis is, is very often fatal, uh, even in young, healthy people. So uh, if you are at risk for that, you want to definitely get the meningitis vaccine. And then MMR, you know, most of us got that in, in, in childhood, uh, but if you were born in 1957 or after and you haven't gotten it, or if you don't show any immunity to measles, mumps, or rubella, you'd need to get the MMR vaccine. And then lastly, uh, varicella vaccine for adults to protect against chickenpox. If you were born in 1980 or after and you haven't gotten two doses or haven't gotten immunity to it, uh, and this is really important because chickenpox used to be very common in kids, and it was a limited disease, and, and kids didn't really get very ill or sick with it. But the problem is if an adult catches chickenpox uh, that never was exposed to it and never got vaccinated, uh, it can be deadly. Uh, it can actually cause uh, respiratory failure. Uh, and so there's been cases of a lot of young adults in 20s and 30s who've died from chickenpox uh, because they never either got the chickenpox disease as children or got vaccinated. He is Dr. Brian Forrest, board-certified family physician. I'm Mike Davis. This is Access Health Radio. We're talking about vaccines that adults need to be aware of. Uh, pregnant women have uh, particular health concerns and needs. Are there vaccines for them? 
Well, pregnant women need to be covered by the Tdap vaccine. That's that Boostrix. Uh, uh, sometime between 27 and 36 weeks of pregnancy, uh, preferably during the earlier part of that time period, to help protect against pertussis, uh, which is also known as whooping cough. And you know, for a few years, we didn't see a lot of whooping cough in the area, but we've had several outbreaks uh, in our state over the last few years. So uh, that's very important for pregnant women. And then also the flu shot. You know, uh, October through May, very highly recommended for pregnant women as well. And if there is, for some reason, a higher risk of contracting hepatitis uh, due to hepatitis B or from being exposed to areas of hepatitis A, then those should also be considered. Hepatitis A, a lot of times, is food is foodborne. Uh, things like, you know, uh, we've heard examples of people getting those at buffet restaurants and things like that. Hepatitis B is bloodborne, so it usually comes through sexual transmission or uh, contaminated needles or other bloodborne sources. Dr. Forrest, I'm constantly amazed at how healthcare workers can stay healthy being exposed <laughs> to so many different diseases. Uh, are there special uh, vaccines that healthcare workers need? Well, you know, some of these are the same ones, but, uh, you know, in healthcare workers are often required. Uh, the hospital usually will really want you to get these to, to be employed at a healthcare facility. So, you know, hepatitis B uh, is an example because if you get stuck by a needle, say you're drawing a patient's blood or giving an injection and you get stuck with that needle, uh, you really want to be protected against hepatitis B. Um, uh, you know, and it's a three dose series. So you typically get one dose, then you get another one one month later, and then you get that third one approximately five months after the second dose. Uh, and then a blood test to confirm your immune is also, is also good. Uh, the varicella vaccine, again, only this is for chicken pox, only if you either never had chicken pox or you didn't get the vaccine. Um, or if you've, if you've done what's called a titer, which is a blood test, and it shows that you're not immune, even though you got the vaccine. Uh, MMR again is also important for healthcare workers. It's going to be required. Uh, I know this to be very important because I ended up getting probably a total of eight or nine MMR vaccines because every time I would change colleges, my uh, medical records could never get to the new institution in time for the deadline. Wow. So they said, well, you have the option of going ahead and getting another MMR shot. So I'm pretty sure I'm immune to those three. <laughs> um, but, uh, and the last one is the meningococcal vaccine. Now, if uh, if I was a physician or healthcare worker in an emergency room, I would probably get the meningococcal vaccine because they see cases of meningococcal meningitis, and it it's a really terrible uh, disease that often we really can't do anything about in some of these severe cases. So, uh, you know, if you're in a high risk area where you may be first responding to somebody with meningitis, that's also probably a good healthcare worker vaccine. Now, these vaccines are these the kind you just need to get once, not not every year, like the flu vaccine. Right. So if you, especially with varicella and MMR and meningococcal and hepatitis, if you've gotten those vaccines, uh, you, you should be good to go after that. All right. Very good. Straight ahead, we're going to share a tool with you because we know we've covered a lot of information on vaccinations today. We have a website tool that can help you find out the vaccinations you need. And of course, our trivia of the week is straight ahead. This is Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. We come your way at 4 o'clock each Sunday here on WPTF. I'm Mike Davis talking about adult vaccination needs today. And we've covered a lot, but what about folks that travel to other countries, Dr. Forrest? I've heard that there are special vaccines if you're going to be traveling overseas. 
There are um, many ways uh, to find location-specific vaccines. Uh, too many, really, to, to list on the show today. Uh, however, I'll give you some, some common ones that sometimes people need when they travel. An example would be yellow fever, uh, typhoid, um, things like that that are a little more unusual than the common vaccines. But the v- best way to identify what's recommended for travel is to go to the Center for Disease Control's website, and you can search specifically by the location of where you're going to be traveling to. Sometimes this is also really important to identify malaria areas because there's also malaria prophylaxis, which is not a vaccine. Uh, but the, the website is uh, the CDC, www.cdc.gov forward slash travel forward slash destinations forward slash list. And we'll put a, a copy of that link uh, on our website at accesshealthradio.com. Uh, but again, the CDC uh, is a great place for source of information for vaccinations if you're going to be traveling to areas uh, that might have a, a prevalence of disease that we don't have here in the United States anymore. You definitely don't want to ruin your travel by getting sick. And some of these diseases can also be quite deadly. Well, good advice. Uh, and that's the cdc.gov. And there's a, a few other uh, things, destination travel, but you're going to put the link on yes, our website. I'll put it on there. All right. Excellent. Time now for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. It might surprise people to know that each year 1 million Americans get shingles, and about half of them are 60 years old or older. Additionally, over 60% of people that get admitted to the hospital each year for flu are 65 years and older. So uh, we can take care of that if uh, if we get those vaccines, folks. Good idea. All right. So uh, what are some of the key things that uh, listeners should take away uh, from today's uh, program on vaccinations? And uh, once again, you've already mentioned one website. Are there some others or some places where people can can look to find this information? Uh, yes. Uh, you know, the CDC site is really good. Uh, but you can actually go there and take uh, what's called the vaccine quiz. Uh, you answer a few short questions. going to be things like, you know, what age are you and things like that. And then based on those confidential and anonymous answers, it will tell you exactly what vaccines are recommended. Uh, the link currently is uh, www.cdc.gov forward slash NIP forward slash adult IMMSC. H-E-D. And again, I will put the link to that uh, website uh, on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. But again, the CDC website is pretty easy to navigate. So even if you just went to the CDC website and, and looked for immunizations, you should be able to get to that. Of course, they could Google it as well, but we've talked about Dr. Google, so I don't <laughs> That's <want> right. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you might get the wrong Dr. Google. You I, never know. Absolutely. Uh, that's it for today, uh, Dr. Forrest. A lot of great information. Again, we encourage folks to go to accesshealthradio.com, and we'll have those links for you there. Uh, what's our scripture verse for this week, Dr. Forrest? Well, our, our scripture this week is one of my very favorites, and it uh, reminds us that if we prevent disease and stay well, we might not even have a need for a doctor or a hospital or any medicines at all. And it's from Matthew nine twelve. But when he heard it, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but only those who are sick. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.